Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, little lovers on the New Truth Podcast. Kate and I are so excited to bring to you episode 32, how to finally let go of your ex. So my darling, if you are obsessing, if you are still fixating on your ex, if you are still stalking them on social media and fantasizing about them all the time and not living your freaking life, this episode is for you. And we realized that we've been focusing a lot on like this new energy around dating and relationships. And so we had to come in to address those of you that are stuck in a rut and stuck in this cycle of obsession because we got to love on you and remind you that this is so not the way to live. And so Kate and I have a lot to say about how to finally let go of your ex. And if you haven't already listened to my story, it took me three years to get over my ex. So I first want to address that wherever you are on your journey, there is actually no such thing as it takes eight weeks to get over your ex or like a specific timeline for grief. However, if you are not diving into the deeper work that your soul is actually asking you to do when you're obsessing and fixating on your ex, it'll take a hell of a lot longer than that. So there's no timeline, but there is something your soul is asking of you when you're obsessing and fixating. So Kate, what do you have to say about those people that are stuck? Just fucking get over it. <laughs> Just move seriously. on. Um, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. So my, my belief and what I've noticed with myself and the only exes like who still creep into dreams, um, I actually only have two exes. One, the loophole was closed last year when I saw him in Australia last year and we had dinner together and it was like, oh, the fantasy I had in my head with him didn't match it, the energetics of our connection. And so I, I would dream of this guy, Byron, my Australian boyfriend for years. I dreamt of him for years. And I also dreamt of my high school boyfriend or boyfriend right out of high school, Joel, who was, uh, who I saw at my 20 year reunion last year. He's still really hot. So I kind of still have a crush on him, but ultimately, um, the only exes I still have, uh, an open loophole with where they creep in. I don't think of them ever. It's just in my dreams that they creep in every once in a while. It's the relationships that ended traumatically. It's the relationships that didn't end in a clean, clear, this is no longer serving either one of us. Like it's time to move on. It's time to move forward. Cause I think of Charlie, 
Charlie was one of my most significant partners I had. We were together for five years and he was, you know, at the time I thought the love of my life, I thought we were going to get married. Like we were, we had such a beautiful relationship in the first couple of years. And when we got to the end, I was so clear because I'd done, done so much healing around it and done worked with coaches and really, really got to the place where it was like, okay, hey, this is the next best thing for, this is the best thing for me is to be free, to be on my own. And I never looked back. I never regretted it. I can hang out with Charlie and his wife and feel so happy for them. There's no weirdness. There's no, and he was my most significant partner and he's incredibly handsome. He's a phenomenal actor, plays the leading roles in all these amazing theater productions in Canada um, and I can go watch him in shows and like still just feel like love for him and proud of him but I don't feel that hook and so I think I personally believe and with all the clients I've worked with when there is an energetic hook and it's really hard to let go of your ex it's because it ended in a traumatic way and that and so of course I think of you and Jamie like took you three years because it didn't end cleanly and consciously and lovingly. It was like ending in can't do this anymore. It's over. I'm putting words in your mouth. I don't know exactly how it went down, but I imagine that that's where it came from. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we stay hooked in, mm. especially if there's, um, especially if, if we didn't make the decision, someone else made the decision. So that there's that feeling of powerlessness and then all the stories that the saboteur spins about what it means about us. Um, and then what we do is we fantasize and we pedestal the former partner, even though it ended for a reason. And yet there's a pedestaling that happens just like, so this is one of the aspects of the saboteur, just like the, the fantasy, it's the fantasy addict. So the fantasy addict will paint a fantasy onto a complete stranger about how amazing they are on a first date, second date, third date, but also the fantasy addict will paint a fantasy onto a former partner. And we've, mm -hmm. it's like so easy to forget all of the pain and all of the torture and all the torment and all the heartache and heartbreak and all of the things that weren't aligned in the relationship or the, or, or the repression that we ha had um, to be in that relationship. Um, but so it, fo but it just focuses on the positive things. It just focuses on, oh, but I think we're meant to be together or, um, and so it, it's not actually real. It's a protective mechanism and it stops us. It, it rubs us. The fantasy addict robs us from experiencing what we're experiencing right now. And there's so much in this because of course everyone, I love that. I don't know if I've ever thought of it that way, that the hanging on would be, be because of a traumatic experience. But what I learned through my experience was the hanging on is a deeper psychological imperative. Like it was never actually about Jamie. Yes. So for those of us that have had deep trauma in our childhoods, right? We have a brain that is wired for attachment and connection. Mm -hmm. So first, when you go through a breakup, your brain processes a breakup the same as if you broke your leg. Yeah. So let's normalize that for a second. Like your pain is valid and your brain is literally acting like you just broke your leg. But then what people do and what the obsession does is try to avoid that. Right. So that's the defense. Like I don't yeah. want to actually deal with the pain or deal with the underlying mm. grief yes. because my breakup was never about Jamie. It was about the core attachment wound to my mom being broken and mm. repeating that over and over and over and over and over again. Because one of my mentors, I'll never forget this, 
the worse the grief, the worse the relationship. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning oh my God, yes. the fantasy was present in the relationship yes. the whole time. Yes. So I'm never actually grieving the end of the relationship. I'm grieving every other moment of grief over a lifetime that I haven't been willing to deal with. So yes. that's why it's this invitation because look, I love that we're standing for freaking accountability. Like that is the only way out of this mess right now. Like radical responsibility for your freaking life. And it does break my heart. There are women that will do this for the rest of their life being obsessed about your ex. But if you were listening to this episode, perhaps now is the time that you're going to be willing to deal with what is underneath this because it is Mm -hmm. not about your ex. No. And I stopped it was traumatic until I, like you just said about Charlie, like I was so clear inside because I had done my work and understood that it wasn't about my ex, that when Jamie tried to get back together with me for that final time, I was able to say no Yes, and then was available to fall in love with Andrew. And so it is, you must get to a point of you're making a choice. And I get it. I wasn't like psyched to, to do inner child work. You're not having all that fun while you're doing inner child work, but what you get is yourself back. What you get is your power back. What you get is more resiliency and capacity to deal with life because guess what? Not every breakup is going to get to be clean. It's not (laughs) right. And if you, you can spend your whole life waiting for closure or you can decide to live your life right now, right? The life that's happening right now and the love that's available to you when you're willing to face what you don't want to deal with because it's coming out sideways, which I'm sure is what you're seeing with your clients. The ones that are really hung up, they're like wasting their life away. They're wasting their life away. And what breaks my heart is my clients that are hung up over their exes, like these men that they're hung up over are incredibly fucking toxic. It's like, we don't get hung up over the really, I mean, occasionally, actually, I have a girlfriend last night, we were all hanging out (laughs) and she was talking about her ex and she's recently written him a letter just to have some closure around some things that happened in their relationship a couple of years back. And then she got all excited about talking with him because he wrote a really sweet message back. And she was like, oh, you know, and we got all excited. And then we last night called her out because she was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we're going to end up together or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's always a possibility. Yeah, maybe. And let's zoom out for a second. My friend said this to me one time. It's like, this is what women do. We look at this, like we're looking at the ant. And so there's the women, like my friend last night was looking at a really nice aunt. It's like, oh, that's a really nice aunt. Look at that nice aunt. And then my clients are looking at the really toxic aunt and they're like, oh, why can't the toxic aunt see me? Cockroach. Like, why, why can't the toxic cockroach see me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, that cockroach, I want that cockroach. Why, why doesn't it see me? Why doesn't it love me? And then we zoom out and there are trillions, gazillions, a billion, billions, like, I don't know what, what's beyond trillion. There are so many friggin' ants and cockroaches and then way better creatures on the planet, like trillions upon trillions upon trillions of creatures on the planet when you zoom out. But when we're hung up over an ex, we're like, no, that one, I want that one. And, and here's the trap of the saboteur in this dynamic. I want the one who can never give me what I want. I want the one that's going to keep reinforcing that I'm not enough, that I'm not worthy. And that's going to keep me suffering. Right. That's what we, if that, if our eye is on that one ant, it's like, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I love that you brought in radical responsibility because that is everything. Like that is this path. You 
are so much more powerful, powerful, having a hard time talking today. <laughs> You're so much more powerful than you could ever freaking imagine. We think we're so powerless. And a part of that, I mean, a part of that the reason is because we live in this world that tells us we are powerless and over own like you we're victims of circumstances and powerless to everything and as women we've it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation that we are completely powerless and you know to pedestal men and you know if they choose us then it means something about us that's the princess syndrome too sneak it in there again like oh if only that guy will choose me then i'll matter like no, you need to fucking choose you right now. You need to choose you. You need to take radical responsibility. Absolutely do the deeper healing, 100%, the inner child work, the deeper healing. And like, stop feeding the story. Every time you hear that crazy lady upstairs thinking about this guy, and then you go to tell 10 of your friends about your ex and how you're still thinking about him, stop. Circuit break. Stop talking to people about him. Stop feeding the story because as soon as you feed the story, you're just putting gasoline on the fire. And now it turns into this out of control forest fire and takes out your house and everything inside of it. Like you yes. have to take responsibility and you catch the thought and you catch it. You know, I do this with when my saboteur is judging my body, I have to catch it. You know, if I go down the rabbit hole of listening to her, then next thing you know, I'm like planning like, okay, how am I going to lose 10 pounds? I got to like not eat for the next week or whatever. Regina will just like take it and run, give your saboteur a name. I highly recommend it. That helps, but I don't feed it. When I hear the thoughts it's like, thank you for your opinion. And and then I love on my body, right? You have to circuit break at the thought, at the story in your mind. If you're going around talking to all your friends about how much he hurt you, what an asshole he is, and why hasn't he chose you, and why is he choosing that woman over you, and oh my God, if only you were smarter, skinnier, more beautiful, whatever. If you are feeding that story, you are digging your own grave. Yeah. I'm using a lot of weird metaphors today. Yeah, that's good. They're good. <laughs> They're so good. And the I love the ant thing because for, again, I feel like I can't say it enough. Like if you are hung up on your ex, it's not about your ex. It's not about your ex. Right? Like, cause there's, there's the appropriate path of grief and navigating a breakup and the people who can take care of themselves and they don't drown right around this. But if it's drowning, if it's obsessing, that's the invitation into the deeper work that you must do yes because no this isn't normal no you're <laughs> yeah. not supposed to have this experience obsessing about an ex and fixated on an ex and pining after a toxic person but the core is you're gonna wait i just want to <laughs> add one thing not normal no, but it's normalized it's yes. normalized because everyone's yes. doing it right the thing to just try on the child right we are wired our brains are trying to survive Children cannot walk out. I always joke with my clients. I'm like, your inner child at four years old, we can't pack a bag and be like, this place is fucked. I'm out. I'm not going to get my needs met here. As an adult, you can. Just want to friendly remind you that you have choice now. You do not have to try and make it work with someone who can't meet your needs. But that's what's happening. So I love what you just did about the aunt because the child says, I must make it work with these people, with the parent. That's how the saboteur develops. That's yes. how all of our survival mechanisms develop. Yeah. So if you're caught in that, right, addicted to a toxic person, 
that's your inner child caught in the, we call it historical emotional state that you must reparent yourself out of, Mm -hmm. right? It's not only the thought work, it's actually dealing with the grief. There were days when I was healing from Jamie that I understood that I wasn't grieving, right? Mm -hmm. We have to grieve the childhood we never had in order to have a healthy adult partnership. Otherwise, this is now the fantasy, which is actually what the fantasy addict is doing, is now with the perfect partner, I'm going to have the childhood I never had, the unconditional love. We're going to be on the same page all the time. We're going to always want to have sex. We're never going to disagree. We're never going to be upset. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's the worst of the fairy tale programming and why this movement matters so much to me. Like we're taking a stand for real love. Yeah. The real thing, which is, you know what? It includes disappointment. It includes upset. It includes not wanting to have sex at the same time. I got rejected last night. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to have sex so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you had sex right? with yourself. Did you? Did I, you? I did not have sex with myself, oh, but on. I was able to like celebrate my husband's capacity to say no and then not Aww. feel like I was something was wrong with me, right? Because that's it. Everything you just brought in, like we do, it does start with the mind. It does start with, wait a minute, what, who's running my life? Yes. Are these thoughts supporting the experience I want to have? And then does my behavior line up with the experience I want to have? Because no longer am I able to blame anything or anyone for what I'm experiencing. And And I got a fuck ton of help. I mean, my awakening was like, I am dying. My friends don't know how to help me. I am obsessing about this person. So I hired a freaking relationship coach who saved my life and who is the reason why I have Andrew and why I'm so passionate about this work. Yes. Right. And you too, we constantly, you and I are sharing about who our mentors are, what we're learning, the work we're doing on ourselves and from in service to becoming all that we're meant to be. Cause we know that's the point of life yeah. to be all that we are meant to be. You are not supposed to be crying yourself to sleep at night. You are not supposed to be miserable. You are not supposed to be stalking your ex. And you know what? You're keeping yourself. You are keeping yourself from having the love you want when you're doing that. Yeah, it's a choice. And your saboteur will tell you it's them. Oh, they hurt me. Damn them. They're ruining my life. I can't stop thinking about them. It's their fault. Blame, 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 blame. You have fucking choice. You have choice. It breaks my heart watching women think they're so powerless in relationships and so powerless to men. It is so sad. This is our brainwashing. This is our conditioning. This is our programming from every angle. You have choice and you can take your power back and know that doesn't mean giving up on men. If you're into men and not women, doesn't mean like going and becoming a lesbian or becoming abstinent, becoming a nun and giving up on it altogether. It means take your freaking power back. This man, this, it, whether it's a cockroach or an ant, this guy does not deserve your attention because guess what? He's not here. If you're not with him right now, he doesn't deserve the millions of hours that you're scrolling on Instagram, stalking to see who he's following or who he's like liking and who's commenting on his posts. This is where you take your power back. And if you have a hard time with that, try blocking. Block for a while. Like if you have no self-control, I mean, obviously with blocking, you have to have self-control to not unblock, but you are so much more powerful than you could ever imagine. And it's about deciding, making a choice 
what kind of life do I want to have? If I were to fast forward five, 10 years from now, and I was 20 years from now, okay, now, so if I'm talking about my age, 20 years from now, now I'm like 59. And I thought I was going to say 69. I'm like, shit. Level. No, I'm level 60, 59, level 59. And I'm still hung up over my ex and like, oh, he hurt me. I can't believe he did that. Like, no, you are not a victim. As long as you're attached to the story of he did something to me, you're fucking powerless. A friend of mine is trapped in this, in this bubble. It's, he's a man and he's been hung up over his ex since I knew, like I've known him for about two and a half years and he's so obsessed and can't stop thinking about her and talking about her. And he's so like, and the story and the, the trauma of the story and how dare she do this to me and how could she cut me off and how can someone do, and they still saying the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, you gotta fucking let go of the story. You are not a victim. But the world we live in is victim mentality. Everyone's a victim. Oh, they did this to me. Oh, he hurt me. They did like, no you're hurting you. That person took an action. Yes, it was hurtful. Yes, you felt pain, but now they're not hurting you. You're hurting you and you get to choose. So stop feeding the story and do the deeper healing and come back home to your truth and choose that you want to feel good. And every time you start telling this story again about how your ex hurt you, or how you should be with them, or how you think whatever, something about the woman they're with now, or whatever the story is, catch yourself, right? Your friends will feed that story. That's the, yeah. that's the risk of, of uh, friends that are not in the new truth bubble, is your friends will feed the story with you. Actually, some of them will be like, get over it. I don't want to hear about them anymore. <laughs> um, but you need to stop. I, I already said this earlier, but you need to stop feeding the story. And you don't have to even really know all that's next for yourself. Like this isn't like the, the message of this episode is we're asking you to take a look that if you're really struggling around this, the invitation is to get support. Yes. Right. Because right. If you're telling the story over and over again, if you keep feeling victimized by it, if you can't let go your psyche is asking you to do the deeper work. There is something that's being asked of you. Mm -hmm. And so the first step is, and hopefully, because this is what changed my life, that relationship coach, my friends didn't know what love addiction was. No one, like when I was sick, and this was like seven years ago now, like it wasn't, oh, codependency, that language was not in the air the way it is now mm -hmm. in 2020. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. And then this relationship coach was like, oh, this is what's going on for you. And I was like, oh, what? It's a thing? There's a name for it. There's 50 mm -hmm. books about it. Oh, cool. I'm not alone. And then, yes. oh, cool. There's a path out. Because that's what everybody wants to heal here and heal. Everybody <laughs> wants to heal. Right? It was a path. And when I was, when you were saying how, you know, he doesn't deserve your time, I just thought, wow, yeah, remember that you only when you believe that you are worthy and valuable mm. and that your time and energy is valuable can you learn to stop giving it away? Yes. Right? Like there's the, the classic quote, I think it's in the book, The Road Less Traveled, where he says, until you value yourself, you won't value your time and then you won't do anything with it. Yeah. And that place, like, and, and of course it's a self-esteem yeah. issue, right? Like, of course it's self-worth and we don't just snap our fingers and then come into healthy self-worth, but we act as if we're worthy. And that was my first step. I acted as if I loved and cared about myself enough to say, I don't have to live this way anymore. 
And every woman has to hit that point for herself. Because if you're listening to this episode, I'm sure you've had your friends saying it all the time to you, right? Like I'm sure you've had people saying, why can't you just let it go? Like it's time, it's time, it's time. But that unfortunately has to come from inside of you. Like that's the first awakening Mm -hmm. of saying, I want my power back. And you don't have to know how it's going to go. I did not know what this relationship coach is going to offer me seven years ago, but I knew that she said there was something she could and I wanted it bad enough that she, if she had told me to put like oranges, you know, down my pants or like in my (laughs) pillow, like I would have done anything to not feel the way that I was feeling anymore. And guess what? You don't get to have it both ways. That is the willingness and the courage that's being asked of you. You can't be one foot in one foot out because guess what? You want real love. You want someone to be all in with you. You better get all in with yourself. Starting right now, no back door, no hidden traps that you're all in because guess what? Only, only the people who live like that are the ones having extraordinary love. Yes. I feel like this is, this is so awesome. Both of us are like so serious in this episode. It's like, okay, listen, we're call, And I feel like it's because we're energetically calling you up. And I just imagine as you were talking, I just imagine like all of those women who are like, oh, but my ex, that cockroach, I just want that cockroach to love me. Like I'm just seeing this like lineup of unbelievably beautiful, incredible, handsome, um, powerful, generous, loving, devotional, worshiping of you, adoring men and women who I, I think I want Friends, to try women. The um, whole community. But, but I just see this lineup and there's a fucking fortress around you because they can't get in. If you're energetically obsessing over the cockroach, all these beautiful men or beautiful women or whatever you're into are on the other side and they are waiting but they cannot get in so if that's motivation for you let that be motivation for you and know that like you have to change your behavior and i think of like when i when i broke up with charlie i what i did was went on a mission because i could not i had realized in the relationship with charlie oh okay, the problem here is not my relationships. The problem is my disconnection from myself, my hating myself, my terrified of being alone, always have to be with friends or be on the phone or be connecting. And I couldn't be alone. And I was so terrified. And I knew I had to break up with Charlie to be on my own, to learn how to love being with myself, love myself, love my life, love being single. And that was my mission. Mm. And because that was my mission and that was my intention, that's exactly what I got. I chose a perfect apartment for me to design like it beautifully and have it be so me. I was so excited to live on my own. I designed my life so that I fell in love with being alone. And I fell in love with being single, not the kind of falling in love with being single where I have a fortress around me saying, I never want to partner again. Like no, like closing the door to anyone else. It was that my heart is wide open. I was dating, I was connecting, but I was absolutely loving my life so much that I didn't want, I was like, why would I get into a relationship? Like I can date, I can connect, I can meet, I can have great lovers. I don't really need a relationship. And that's when I met Jeff, when my heart was wide open and I was loving where I was. Mm -hmm. So if you were hung over your up over your ex, I want to say girl, but I know you're a woman, but I like saying girl (laughs) like that girl, you are distracting yourself 
from the magnitude of who you are and the pleasure, pleasure-filled, extraordinary, infinite possibilities that you get to experience in your life. Like you're just robbing yourself of all of it. And no one's doing it to you. It's not your ex. It's you. No matter what he did, no matter how toxic or awful his behavior was or confusing, if it was like a perfect relationship and then he just disappeared or no matter what the story is, it was not him. It's you. I so love that you just brought that in because it can't be that I'm going to get the help so that I meet all the men that are behind the fortress, right? Because then you're still in the trap. And so I love that it just became, you know what, the decision has to be made for you because I wasn't, when I began the work of healing, it wasn't so that I met someone like Andrew. It was like, so that I could have myself. So I could have myself. And then one of the things that I'm most proud of is Andrew could walk out on me tomorrow and I'd be okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Like that's it. When you have your own back, when you are connected to yourself, everything, anything can happen right? Self-trust is anything can happen in my life and I'm okay. Because when you have yourself, you stop controlling life. You stop Mm -hmm. obsessing about things outside of yourself. And you know what? I love that this is like the most epic fucking pep talk. (laughs) So serious. We're giving a pep talk. This is it. This is what coaching is. What teaching is like, we we are are calling calling you up. up. And I think that's why people like listening to us, right? All the feedback we got, I'm getting messages every day. I feel like I've got two coaches in my corner now cheering me on. Right. And that is what we're doing. And so we hope we're in your ear but you feel like a freaking badass right now where you're drawing the line in the sand of like, you know what? I'm not going to stay stuck. I am not going to stay stuck. I am meant for more because you know what? That's who we work with. We work with the women who know that they are meant for great love, great life, right? Meant for more that they're not just meant to get by here. Who are ready to reclaim all of who they are. My new program's called The Reclamation. No more fucking playing small. And I'm going to I'm gonna mock you guys right now. This is what it's like. Princess syndrome. Oh, but I mean, I'm so hung up over the cockroach. Like, oh, but I just really, he, I want him to love me. If he loves me, then everything will be perfect. No, like that's what you sound like, actually. Sorry if that was annoying, but that's actually what it sounds like. You are not fucking powerless. You are not tiny. You are not a princess. You are a queen, but you have to show up as the queen in order to attract a I'm choking on my saliva. <laughs> in order to attract a king, but you also have to show up as a queen for yourself. Like you said, that's the gift in it is A, you you attract high quality love from that place. But also when you're in the relationship, you have way more connection to yourself and honoring and reverence of yourself. So you don't sell yourself out when you get into relationship. Because if you do sell yourself out, it becomes codependency. (laughs) All old paradigm relationships are codependent. This is about staying sovereign in the relationship, which means you'll have way hotter sex for for way longer, way more intimacy, way more connection, way more of all the love you crave. And then if the relationship doesn't work out because life happens, even if you meet what you think is the most ideal match for you and your perfect partner, things can change. People die, people break up, people change. Like nothing is guaranteed. And then no matter what happens, doesn't mean you're not going to feel a shit ton of pain on the journey, but you're going to be 
more than okay. You're going to thrive no matter what happens. So this is the key. Come back home to your sovereign soul and reclaim your power. You are not powerless. You are not powerless. You are not powerless. You are powerful. Even though life has tried to train you to believe. Yes. That. And that you get to decide how the story goes. We hope that we've normalized that being hung up is never about the ex. Uh-huh. It is about the deeper work. It, there is the path of getting over a breakup, which is, it's like having a broken leg. I do need to take time. I do need to take care of myself. I do need to start affirming my worth. I do need to be able to inventory the relationship around like, what was my freaking part? right? What, what happened? How was I behaving in that relationship? And not from this person being responsible for how you feel about yourself or your worth. Yeah, your not worth from is blame. never in question. Your worth is never in question, mm-hmm. whether you have a partner mm-hmm. or not, whatever you look like. And you know what? Even if you've been hung up on the X right now, you are they're not broken and there is nothing wrong with you and you are not unworthy right? Whatever your childhood trauma was, whatever painful experiences you've had have set you up, right? To be in this dynamic. And it's up to you to change your life. Now it is up to you to take responsibility for it. And you know what, for me on the other side, I am more compassionate than I've ever imagined possible. I am more loving than I've ever imagined possible. I have more connections to people that I've ever imagined possible because I've dealt with myself (laughs) because I've done the work and that's what I can see, right? Everyone's so afraid of the work, but you know what the depth and the love that you have access to, because every feeling leads to love. It's everything we're longing for. And this is the portal. This is the portal. This is the moment. So right now, as this episode ends, go back to breakups and breakthroughs, breakups and breakthrough part one and two, um, and go back and re-listen to those ones because it's time to have a breakthrough. This is the portal to the extraordinary life. My life at 30 years old, when I left Charlie, I was a complete fantasy addict until 30. And five years of that was 25 to 30. I was personal development. I was studying to be a coach, becoming a coach. I was all the, I did, did all the deeper work, but it wasn't until 30 till I reclaimed my life that everything changed. And now it's been almost a decade and I am a completely different woman than I was when I was with Charlie and I would never go back. Never. Mm. And so I believe in you. This is the portal. It's time to take the step. Go live, re-listen to those episodes. We love you. We see you. No more playing small. We are not allowing that. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you on Thursday for our uh, Facebook Live. Join the uh, New Truth Movement Facebook group if you haven't already. And we'll see you there. See you there. And as always, if you know a woman who needs to hear this message, who needs this epic pep talk that Kate and I just <laughs> delivered to you, send her this message ASAP. And if you are ready for the deeper work, we each have spaces for one-on-one coaching. So reach out to us and let's get started. See you yes. soon.